Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're looking at dead internet theory. That's correct, dead internet theory. And if you're like me, this is far past the theory stage. This is dead internet fact. Now, what a lot of folks are noticing is that the live interaction that we've become so accustomed to on the internet, those wonderfully uh, custom-built websites, uh, the interaction that people have between each other that was just so free-flow, and the boundless amounts of uh, information and diverse opinion and differing opinions that we had come to depend upon with the Internet seems to have been driven to a choke point. As I've spoken about recently, it seems as though if you type in a search, because Google controls you know 90-plus percent of the search results, you end up with the same couple dozen search results. And page after page after page, nothing changes. It brings up old clickbait searches. And so finding information through the normal uh, routine channels of what we got so accustomed to using as far as researching UFOs has become quite difficult for a lot of us. And we can see how the narrative has been driven uh, by bots and by, uh, frankly, uh, paid content creators. Now, up to this point, we've been able to still sort through that and with uh, a good amount of effort, uncover unique cases, uncover uh, common sense opinions where people write articles and they actually use their critical thinking skills. But that's getting harder and harder, and that's because of AI. Specifically, right now, it's ChatGPT. What some people call, I suppose, garbage GPT, because if you've used Chat at all, and I have, one of the things you find out is that this thing was created by a small, a relatively small group of people with a particular inclination and their view of the world and their view of politics. And that view clouds every single result that you get back from Chat GPT. And unfortunately, one of the uh, views that Chat GPT holds is that it's, it is a uh, really a serious. Uh, debunker of the UFO phenomena. It has a very negative attitude toward UFOs, and so you can begin to see it creating content. A lot of times when we see these UFO articles are printed, something comes up in the news, uh, like we had the shoot-down shoot stories that happened over Lake Huron, uh, the Yukon, and Alaska, you, there was a flood of content created. I mean, a literal flood that just... Uh, for a better lack of term, it, it just spanned the internet for uh, weeks after that. And the articles written were so similar that you you could not find a, a differing opinion. I mean, if the government said that it was a UFO, it was a UFO. If the government said it was a balloon, it was a balloon. On and on and on. In fact, we had the one uh, story I covered where the fellow had, had uh, recorded uh, a large army cargo plane uh, with two uh, Blackhawk uh, chopper escorts, and they talked about how they went to the crash site, and when they flew around the crash site, 
uh, the radar went off. But you know, not a single story out of all the hundreds of stories that I looked at covered uh, this in detail. It came up on Twitter, a social site, okay, which as clunky as it is, you can still get some live internet interaction there, okay. Be a little bit more, I think, since uh, Elon Musk took over because there's a little bit less curating, a little bit less censoring going on. But you can see the difference. Uh, read it. Reddit, I guess I call it, still seems to be a source for uh, some differing opinions on uh, the, the UFO phenomena. But what we're seeing happen is it's almost like a leprosy where it, all these outer ex ex extremities have been hardened by this bot news, by this AI news. And it all takes the narrative that's pro-government, uh, pro-fake disclosure, and anti-real disclosure, anti crowdsourcing disclosure or crowdsourcing the truth. Now this first article comes to us from digs.net and this is from back in January of this year, just a couple months ago, January 9th, 2023. The title says The Dead Internet Thor The Dead Internet Theory and it's written by Warren Dow. It says the dead internet theory is the idea that the internet crossed the living threshold about six years ago and died, suggesting that artificial intelligence and bots have taken the internet over entirely. Now, I don't know about entirely, but I can certainly tell you that when you're using certain platforms like YouTube, say, uh, if you use certain keywords in your titles or in your content or your description, they're going to bury it. And if you've even expressed very many opinions uh, that disagree with the mainstream narrative, as a user on YouTube, you're going to find that you're what they call shadow banned, and that's basically says... Your comments on a video are rarely, if ever, going to show up. They're going to deperson you. And we see this happening over and over again in these big platforms. You kind of understand now why there's such a war between Musk, who, while he is a multi-billionaire, does seem to be just enough of an outsider to really instigate a lot of controversy with these cheerleaders of the deep state because of the fact that he allows opinions on there now that disagree. And he's nowhere near fixed it. There's still lots of people that, that have been previously barred under the old uh, ownership that I think still haven't gotten back on, but they've made they've made some progress at pruning back some of that dead internet so some of this new, fresh, living internet can grow. Living internet consists of people and people's opinions and people's observations and people's disclosure. And that's why it's so important because it allows us to seek a narrative that's based on truth not a narrative that's based on convenience or control that's put out there by the deep state. It says, have you heard the theory? Some call it a conspiracy theory, but there is something compelling about the theory here. Case in point, a recent report by security company Barracuda Networks states that nearly 36% of all internet traffic is human. The rest comes from bots. So 36% human. And out of that 36% of internet that's uh, human, how much of that is uh, folks working in developing countries uh, working to, just, just working for pennies, creating content or curating content or what, you know, of any of the dozens of tasks that are done online that are using that internet, working online, being paid pennies on the dollar. It's, it's truly financial abuse that these folks is happening. And secondly, you have what they call, what, the 50 Cent Army, I think they call it, or the Wuhan Army in China, where they have all these folks, they've got them locked up in prison camps, 
uh, d detention camps, and they're for they force them to go on the computer and leave, uh, you know, nasty comments to people that disagree with the CCP, trying to control the narrative again, using them to spy on people. So out of that, 36% of the people that are known to be on the internet, probably half of those people are either exploited or they're somehow uh, enslaved by someone like the Chinese, Chinese Communist Party, the North, uh, the North Korean uh, Communist Party, whatever. We can just imagine that. That leaves us with maybe 15-20% of the internet traffic is actual, legitimate human traffic. We know from 36% human, that means 64% is machine. Now, before, up until the last, you know, about the last year or so, that traffic would have been bots. Somebody had to program the bots to delete comments, to drop web ads, to post content that was mainly related to um, generating web traffic, therefore uh, generating uh, advertising dollars. It was a money thing. This, what's happening now, is much more insidious. Now what we see is AI being used to create content. And you can program that AI, and I think it's actually already programmed that way, to have a particular narrative. Now, you may have a particular uh, political bent one way or the other. That's fine. What's really concerning for what we're looking at specifically uh, on this channel is the bent that uh, I have seen from my repeated interaction with AI toward its uh, complete and dismissive attitude toward the UFO phenomena. Okay, It is a you might as well be talking to somebody from the Defense Department. It wants to push the lies. It wants to tell the lies. It wants to repeat the lies. It wants to control the narrative. It's the exact opposite of disclosure, of critical thinking, of truth. It goes on, it says, Remember the story about the YouTube employee and the inversion fear. It came at a time when bot traffic was so high at YouTube that a point of inversion was foreseeable, a point in the future where the system will start to see bots as authentic and humans as inauthentic. You've heard all about the fake news and fake and the fake likes, rumblings. How about fake net? Maybe this will awaken social media mavens of the world as it would be quite troubling to continue to spend hours per day posting personal content when 64% of the views are bots. 64% of the views bots. This is what I don't like about a platform like YouTube. I mean, they can run the bots through there, gathering up information, gathering up opinions, and then you actually don't even know who's watching this thing. What I do like about what I do podcasting is because people do interact with you. I get emails all the time. People leave comments. So it's the kind of interaction that you can't fake with a bot. People talking about, yeah, I saw this UFO over my house in this place. People saying, oh, yeah, I was a pilot. I saw these things all the time. People, even people saying, hey, you know what, I think I was abducted. People having some bad experiences. People having good experiences. People having very curious experiences. But all of them are just human beings trying to develop some grasp of what's happening, what's going on, what these things are. That's something that you cannot replicate with a bot. What you do replicate with a bot is pushing a specific narrative. 
And whether that narr narrative is to pacify people or distract people or mislead people, it always seems to involve deception. It's never anything like the truth. It goes on, it says, The opportunities are both endless and mindless alike. To be serious for a moment, maybe the bigger question here is to have is, have we reached an inflection point in human communication? I've always said that communication is the most important tool in the case in the case of life, but most of it being auto-generated by computers, does it still count as real communication? Well, of course not. I just saw an article, uh, I haven't read it yet, but I just saw the headlines. It said that apparently there was a kidnap plot of this young girl. They must have got her voice, they, they got a voice print somehow, and they used that with the use of artificial intelligence to create a, a hostage uh, recording to try to extort money out of her parents. I didn't see how the whole thing, apparently they got caught because it was online. But just the notion of all the evil things that can be done with this. We just saw, like we talked about how, I think I mentioned this, how some, uh, the, the chat GPT had released a open source version for people to play around with. What a stupid idea. What, a, what, what an utterly stupid idea. Shouldn't be surprised, though, when I see that Bill Gates is one of the main people behind this. If you've used Windows lately, ask yourself, what could go wrong with GPT? I'm serious. How many times has Windows crashed on you? How many times have you been using Excel and suddenly it doesn't work the way it's supposed to? Uh, and I have Windows because I find that, that Apple is even more of a pain sometimes, although I suppose it, it works better if you're uh, in the movie-making business. But so you... Take somebody who was uh, one of the major people who engineered a very faulty product. Well, I guess he used a product, we should say, and then back-engineered it, however you want to put it. And it's had, of course, Windows has had problems for years and years and years. This is not a secret. But you take this person who has sold, who, who has sold us a, a flawed product for a few decades now, and you put him in charge of creating something that's 10,000 times more powerful. This thing can write code upon request. So at any rate, these kids got a hold of this open source uh, version of ChatGPT and created their own version called ChaosGPT. And they found out in no time at all, ChaosGPT uh, had a pretty good plan going to eliminate humanity. Well, you have to ask yourself, how long before Chaos GPT is able to round up some plans for a rather nasty bomb and then contact a uh, deranged terrorist and help them out with that? You could be on the line with Iran right now, for all we know. You can buy a CRISPR online to genetically alter viruses to make them way, way worse than what they are. How long before some idiot using, chat, using Chaos GPT, this artificial intelligence, turns it loose on the internet for any deranged terrorist or state actor to grab that and use it as a plan to destroy the world. So you see what you've done. You've taken this, you've taken the internet. We haven't, but I mean, the, the people at B have taken the internet, which was this really cool way for people to interact, people to exchange information and ideas. And slowly it became monetized. Slowly it became a little bit less of what it should be. Pretty quickly, some bad actors moved in and did some pretty terrible things, and we hear about the crimes all the time online, everything everything you can imagine. But overall, it was a great place for people to interact, to exchange ideas, to, to 
record their daily life, to record what's happening, and a way to crowdsource UFO disclosure. But over the last few years, we've seen it become, as it's become more and more, more and more monetized, we've seen these uh, bots move in. They've, it's become mechanized so that it can make even more money. And now just this year, we've seen it mechanized at a quantum level with this new artificial intelligence, in some cases open source, being released upon the internet with no consideration whatsoever of how much damage it could do in the wrong hands. And so what we're left with is really a dead internet. An internet that's 64% artificial traffic. I know there are probably 15 to 20% of human traffic which is being human trafficked. Whether it's being exploited is ultra-cheap labor, brain labor, basically, or it's actually being exploited as, as slave labor through places like North Korea and China. So you're left with about 15% legitimate users who are trying to find, either maybe just being entertained, or they're really out there trying to research stuff. That's what we're up against. That, on the backdrop of this crazy AI released upon us, where any bad actor can get a hold of it and do who knows what with it. In a society that's so interconnected, it's become worse than dead internet. It could be the internet of death for all we know. So that's what we're looking at in this days and age. And so next week, I think it is the 19th, the 19th or the 20th, sometime I believe next week, they're supposed to have this disclosure meeting on Capitol Hill. Uh, Senator Gilderbrand's been talking about this. And a lot of people have their hopes up. A lot of people have their hopes up about Louis Elizondo's new book coming out. I'm not one of them. And I'm not one of them that has their hopes up about this new uh, Pentagon DOD uh, disclosure hearing. I think it's going to be the same thing. And the, the problem is, when we go to fact check the statements that are made in that hearing here in the next few days, it's going to be even harder to do than it was six months ago. Because now, not only are we competing against the dead internet of bots and paid content paid content creators, and paid debunkers, but we're also competing against an AI system that loves to debunk UFOs, that works at the speed of light, and that can outproduce us in content a thousand to one, 24-7. So, if you started to get the feeling that the internet might be dead, you could be half right. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Thank you.